Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and today's just a follow-up to the last message I recorded because I um, did a, a prophetic message, and I'm actually recording this the day after on September 20th, but this is going to go up in a few more days just for the fact that I want to give people time who haven't heard that to hear that first. But I realize there's probably many of you hearing all these prophecies, all these podcasts about judgment, and you might be sitting there kind of befuddled thinking, well, what is my role in all of this? How is this helping me? And while it's important that we know prophecies that are coming, because it does help God's people and it does exhort to the church, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, some of you may be wondering, where do you fit into this? And I felt it important to revisit the spiritual gifts because many are probably wondering, well, if this shuts down or that shuts down or this happens or that happens, what is my role in these end times? What am I supposed to be doing? And so let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to go over these. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version, but you are welcome to follow in the King James or whatever translation works best for you. Starting on verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Yep, many of us once were. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then if you move on to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14, For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? You know, everybody, like a body, every part has a function. And just like all of us in the body of Christ, we have a function. Even now, even as times around us grow, you know, very perilous. But going on in verse 20, but now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need for you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. 
But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So now we go on to 1 Corinthians 13, and don't worry, at the end here I'm going to sum it up to tell you how this all pulls together. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. And essentially what that means is love outlasts all. Even as things grow darker, we need to be fanning into flames the gift we have. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6, we read, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And if you go on in verse 7, this is key into the times we are going. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then going on to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. So we need to remember, even in the times we're going to, and there are many who do not yet know what they're going to be doing or how they're going to be called. Some may be going home. Some are going to be taking part in the revival that's coming because we know, I don't know about you guys, I've been getting a strong sense that something is about to happen. I do not know exactly what that is, but I'm feeling it. I know Glinda's feeling it. I know there's a few others I've asked about. They're feeling it. It's like an unsettled feeling, like there's something imminent. And we need to remember to be putting our gifts 
into action, okay? Fanning into flames those gifts that the Lord has given us and standing strong, standing in love, having self-control, being not fearful. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, what's the use if all these things are coming? I don't have to do anything. Well, no, you have a spiritual gift. Everyone who is called by the Holy Spirit has a gift and everyone is capable of putting that together. So maybe your gift is encouraging. There's going to be many people who are going to need encouraged. They're going to be scared. They're going to be sad. They're going to have lost everything. You may be called to encourage and lead that person to the Lord and testify to them in that time. Um, if your gift is giving, you may be called to give them a testimony of Jesus and feed them if you're well able to do so. Um, you know, those who prophesy, of course, we're already doing those works. But we're going to also be called to testify in that time. And I believe that's why a lot of those of us who are going through stringent times right now and being refined, it is for this period because, number one, it's to lead people to the Lord. But number two, it's to give them a powerful testimony to give them hope because that's what we're supposed to do. We don't just want to be sitting around thinking, well, the rapture's coming and I'm just going to sit here in my humble abode and I don't have to worry. This is what I meant when I said we need to be paying attention to what's going on around us. And we need to be seeking the Lord as to what he wants us to be doing. And if we're not sure what he wants us to be doing, we should be praying and praying. You know, guys, when I was in the wilderness, I remember when I couldn't get a job, I was going on interview after interview after interview. I had no idea three years ago that the Lord was going to be calling me to ministry. I had no idea he had a job for me. But you know what I did when I couldn't get a job? I consistently started praying, okay, Lord, you don't want me to work. What do you want me to do? And I prayed for months before I got an answer. Now, I believe the Lord is bringing people up quickly for this time. I truly believe that. I, there is no coincidences, and God does not make any mistakes. He knows what everybody was, and he knows what everyone will do. He knows what he's called everyone to. It's whether people accept it and fan into flames those gifts he gives them if they do his will. And we are to work while it is still light. So it does not matter what you see. You cannot become discouraged because scripture is going to play out whether you want it to or not. We have no say in that, okay? We have to continue to do what we're called to do. And that's why if you don't know, you should pray and you should be asking. And I said before, I did a podcast. It was back in October last year. And it was specifically, I did one with Glinda where we talked about being called by the Lord. And then I did a separate one about the gifts because I felt that was important. And, I, and I'm revisiting that today for that reason, because if you don't know yet what you're supposed to do, or maybe you're new, um, take a spiritual gift test, but not just the gift test. First, even just reflect on what are you good at doing? What can you do for the body? What do you know that you have a gift of doing? What do you do well? How can you put it into action for the Lord? There's a lot of people out there who are watchmen. They're good at what they do, but they're doing it in more of a secular way. I see a point coming where they're going to be called, okay, get on the side of the Lord and do his will. But he's going to raise them up for this time, just like he's raising different people. So you might have no other gift but to encourage someone. You may not have another gift but to give to somebody. Or you might have a gift of discerning the Spirit. Some people have multiple gifts. 
Some people can discern well, they can interpret things better than others. Every part has a function, like I was reading in 1 Corinthians 12. And you can't give up hope. Instead of focusing on all the calamities that are coming, focus on what you can do that can help someone. Focus on what you can do if you can lead someone. And someone might say, well, I don't know. I just do this or I do that. I can't lead anybody. I mean, I can't evangelize. I'm like, you're not being called to evangelize. Well, I might, I I don't know. I, I just can't speak up. And it's like, how do you know if you don't even try? How do you know? The Lord may call you at that time. You'll feel a move on your spirit. Just like I was sitting, getting ready to pray. And I started thinking about this this morning. I, I was like, I feel like I'm being led to talk about the spiritual gifts because I feel there's a lot of people who are focused on these things coming. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get ready if the Lord's moving you to get ready, but don't lose sight of what you're doing for the Lord. If he calls you, if you feel led, if he's calling you to serve him in some way and fan into flames your spiritual gift, don't be afraid to do that. Remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a self-control. You know, sound mind and other translations. But don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Let not your heart be troubled. Whatever you do, continue to read your word and establish those foundations with the Lord, and he will lead you what you need to do. That's what we need to be focused on. You know, to put it into a greater context than what Jesus said, if you look at John chapter 9, verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no man can work. And in verse 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So you want to work while the Lord is present in the world, not when darkness comes, okay? Or not, you know, when you die and then the Lord will say, well, why did you just sit there when I, you were able to do this? I blessed you this way, you know. You want to be seeking him and asking him what your role is in all of this. Some may have a bigger role than others, but remember, everyone has a part, and that's what I'm imparting on you today with this message. So guys, be encouraged by this. Like I said, if you don't know what you should be doing or if you're not sure, take a spiritual gift test. Reflect you know, on your heart. Reflect on what you do well. Reflect on what you've already been doing. You know, you know how do you serve people? Even when you see a stranger, what what is it that speaks to your spirit? What speaks to your soul? You know, let's take a look at Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 18. And this time I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. Therefore see that you walk carefully, that is, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise. That means sensible, intelligent, and discerning. Making the very most of your time, that is, on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness that is, corruption and stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. All of us, to a degree, has a role in these end times. We're here for a reason, okay? Remember, God has you here for a reason. 
And some are confused by that. They're just like, well, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's like, well, you have to start somewhere. And I encourage you to study 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, like I just read at the beginning, but take a spiritual gift test and pray on it. If you're not sure, pray on it. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom. And if you're unwavering, he will give you the wisdom. He will speak. He will show you. That said, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sign off here. I hope to have the Judgment podcast for you soon, the part three. Um, I know that I said that we would uh, have that last week, but um, Glinda had received revelation on something that she wanted to talk about, and I believe she just put that out where she had Nate on and was talking about um, the prophecy of the Northeast and the, the harsh winter. But, you know, take heed to what I said today, and just remember, everyone is wondering what they're going to be doing in this time. But if you're unsure, continue to pray. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. And I know sometimes life is overwhelming. We all go through it. There's times where you get worked up and, you know, you don't end up praying or you don't pray extensively. We got to try to do our best to stay on track. And so if I can leave you with that today, then I pray that you'll take that and run with it. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I hope this encourages you. Stay safe out there. Be aware of your surroundings. Jesus bless you, and we'll have something new relatively soon.